Previously last week, you, the agents of Delta Green, find yourself in a mysterious warehouse in the industrial section of Mexico City. Let's go around the table and have each of you describe your characters again, even though we just did that, because I need the names, because I didn't write them down. Dark Reaper. So I'm uh, Anthony, you can call me Ant, H. Repology. Is a professor of anthropology. Durbo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So mine is Arthur Green. That's Green with uh, G R E E N E. And uh, in terms of rules, he's a former firefighter. But can I flip him that as a professional pest exterminator? Yes. Nice. Uh, third gentleman. Uh, with you, he awkwardly sticks his hand out. Hello, uh, Michael Faraday. Hello, my name is Michael Faraday. Uh, he's uh, wearing a rumpled, uh, slightly, slightly stained uh, Hawaiian shirt, and uh, he looks incredibly out of place. He has a bunch of papers and a briefcase under one arm, and he's just kind of like awkwardly holding them up there as he sticks his hand out to shake hands uh, with the other uh, gentleman in the room. Hi, hello, hello, hi. My name is Michael Faraday, uh, Dr. Faraday, but you can call me... Mikey, nice to meet you. Hi, Mikey. Uh, I shake his hand, I slap his shoulder. So, like the scientist, huh? Yeah, sure. Just like it. My parents, a bunch of comedians. <laughs> Real couple chucklers. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, festivities, the jovial nature of the air is cut short. There's a bit of awkward tension in the atmosphere as you guys are just meeting each other in this random abandoned warehouse as you hear... Echoing through the lofty ceiling, a cane tapping its way as it gets closer, an older gentleman comes through the shadows to your table and slides a burner phone across this metal table over to your group before sitting down heavily. You all assume that this is your handler as part of Delta Green, and launching into his exposition speech for this particular mission doesn't waste any time. The mind civilization disappeared overnight. It's something Dr. Ignacio Levante was famous in his field for researching. He's a British expat living in Mexico. He works as a freelance archaeologist and occasional scientist known to Delta Green for his breakthrough theories on said mind disappearance and potential link to the supernatural. He's done some, uh, some work for us in the past, as part of D-Cell, which remains classified intelligence, by the way. Dr. Levante disappeared 48 hours ago. We'd been keeping tabs on him until then. Flight records show that on June 20th, Dr. Levante took a trip to Guatemala. Word in the international archaeological community was that a new chamber had been located deep underneath an ancient temple. I'm sure you know something about that, Arthur. Hmm... In any case, it appears that Levante paid handsomely to have the dig site to himself. Although the source of money is in question, and the cartel's uh, name has been dropped in intel reports. This is where you come in. We don't know what Levante brought back with him, but we think it might not have been what the cartel wanted. On June 22nd... So not not drugs, then? Doesn't look that way, although that's assuming... Well, Levante told the cartel to get his expedition funded. Not a good idea, disappointing the cartel. As it seems, Levante found out. 
On June 22nd. I think Levante, Levante told the cartel he was going to find a whole bunch of old Mayan drugs Gets. in Guatemala. I can't say exactly what he told the cartel, but it seems that they were disappointed in him. As there was cartel involvement, we believe so that Faraday he... Faraday takes out like a notepad on top of it, says uh, Department of State DOS, and he just writes cartel and then equals stupid. <laughs> just kind of tucks it back under his arm. Cartel dumb as hell? June 22nd, Levante returned. July 12th, he vanished. At the same time, reports came in about a very unusual drug-related death at a downtown Mexico nightclub. ASL's been monitoring the situation, and now that enough warning flags have been raised, protocol is to send in a team to investigate. Enter, you all. Your standard orders are as usual. Identify the threat, contain or eliminate it, cover it up. We need you to check it out, this death at Envy nightclub first. In the meantime, ASL will be researching Levante's last known location. Take the burner. We'll call you when we know more. That, he starts turning around, limping out, and right as he leaves out this long sliding door, one of those big old metal warehouse doors that slides open, a tinted SUV pulls up, and another guy walks out, leaving the car running for y'all. I was about to ask if any of you knew where Envy Nightclub was. As you all pile into the SUV, you find three badges with your images plastered onto them with the Minister Minister of the Interior of Mexico. Seems like some kind of internal organization of Mexico. So you got some badges, the Mexican Federal Ministerial Badges. And a uh, hard map, going old school. I'm going to say you guys have map quest printed out instructions to the Envy Nightclub. Ah, perfect. Uh, Faraday <laughs> looks at the other gentleman in the car and is like, So how's everyone Spanish? Hola. <laughs> Me llamo Miguel <laughs> Faraday. That's my cover name. Um, I'm Miguel Faraday. Miguel Faraday. Yes, you can call me Senor. Senor Miguel. My Portuguese is, uh, if I had to put it on a numeric scale, it would be about, uh, I don't know, like a two out of five chance of saying the right word. My Spanish is a little weaker. I'm going to pretend like I I can actually speak, like, fairly decent Spanish as, like, an anthropologist, but I I don't in real life. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, I think, uh, I, 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 one of us should probably do most of the talking, right? How how about you, Art? Yeah, I'll I'll do most, I'll do most of the talking, um. Tra- travel the world a couple times. See, si. uh, muy bueno. Yeah, figure very out, good. Figuring out who's got the best Spanish, Arthur. You volunteer as you guys arrive to Club Envy, piling out of the wait, car. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, um, I don't actually speak Spanish, nor does my character. Anthony, I'm sorry. Are you the Spanish speaker, or is Arthur? Oh, uh, Ant. Ant. <laughs> I abbreviated his name to Ant, so it's now Anthropology, but it's Anthony. Ant. All right, Ant. Do you actually have some Spanish, or is this going to be like the Three Stooges English speaker in Mexico situation we got going? <laughs> yeah, that, the latter. Yes! Yes! So, you three identifying yourselves as a Mexican federales of completely English speaking gentlemen 
I'm assuming Actually, just before we uh before we leave the car, if you don't mind, uh, gentlemen, who's uh who's packing heat? Oh yeah, I have a I have a gun on me. Perfect, John. Uh, you uh you strapped? Uh, hold on. I didn't actually note down my equipment mm. because I didn't find it in the document. You're probably gonna want a gun, especially for this particular module. Here, I have a second one. You can have mine. He hands over a uh, medium pistol. Ah, oh, great, thanks. That's Michelle. What time <laughs> error is this? That my character sheet came pre-generated with a cell phone, but we're using MapQuest. Yeah, that's fine. You're so Mexican. The roaming, the roaming charges, man. It's the so roaming expensive. charges. <laughs> it's not worth it. My, uh, my, my thing here says that uh, when it comes to official fund access, it's limited no more than incidental expenses in most cases, which means definitely does not pay for roaming. And in addition... Let's take the to answer your question, it is 2023. Asa likes to do things by the book, though, which means printed directions. Sounds perfect. Leave no, leave uh, no electronic trail. I miss, uh, yeah, I, I miss MapQuest early. I, uh, when Google Maps took over, real, real <laughs> kick to the nards. Everything went to shit when Google took over. As you guys enter, like, exit the SUV, the uh, handing over the gun, making sure all three of you are armed. You start walking over to a police cordon and flashing a quick uh, badges at the police uh, manning the cordon you're let through although you do get a, a, ra- a couple raised eyebrows as you all snow white lily livered uh, gentlemen pass through they grant you entry into this nightclub and it has been completely deserted most of the police activity is on the outskirts of this club preventing anyone from coming in and out and as you walk through the doors to enter the club, the forensics team is already on their way out. The cameraman, a couple of the people that have um, police tape, they are already exiting. And you can see on their faces, they are pale. They're almost as white as y'all. Donde estas, senor y senores? El baño. And they point in the back. Yeah. El baño. That means bathroom, gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Let's head back to the can. I'll follow you. When we open the door to the uh, nightclub, what do we see? What do we smell? This nightclub was con- was pretty much in operation just till about an hour ago. You see this place has got a little bit of, uh, there's like sticky residue all over the bar from where drinks as they were being poured were spilled. There's, uh, you can see the kitchen still lit up. Everything's been shut down in there, but you can still smell, like, the cheap bar food that was being cooked in there as you make your way. Tacos and taquitos. <laughs> Microwave taquitos. Mmm, suspicious. Mm. Senor. Uh, <laughs> what, Chef Boyardee? Senor ba- Boyardee. <laughs> God damn it. You make your way Get back. Sorry. <laughs> past the kitchen <laughs> and uh, down this hallway, you can tell, like, there's neon signs on the wall. There's corona signs. As you make your way past the kitchen doors, there are two doors for a female and a male bathroom. Haven't updated that, uh, unfortunately, to uh, to be inclusive yet down here. But, you know, things usually take a while to spread uh, spread on down south. You guys make your way into the male bathroom. So the first thing... It's a bathroom smell. It doesn't... It smells like a bathroom. It's, it's pretty... Oh bathroomy smell. First thing you notice, however, is that this bathroom is covered in blood. There's blood all over the walls. There's blood on the ceiling, as if some kind of blood soda pop erupted 
all over the place. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ew. And the majority of it seems to be coming from one stall. And as you make your way into the bathroom and the angle comes around, you see that this body, where the blood came from, is just mangled. You see these huge bite marks torn through this body. Guts ripped out, the face has been half gnawed off, one of the arms is missing and been torn off and put into pieces on the ground. I'm gonna wow, need shit, all of you to roll sanity, please. I fail. Remind me what that is. I'm, oh, it's just a D100. Yeah, everything's a D100, and then just compare it to what it's on your sheet. I have. Uh, I failed. It's gonna be one sanity loss. 45. I'm pretty sure you have a high sanity. Is 45 under your sanity? Yeah. Then you're fine. You lose no. You lose no sanity. Uh, you see, uh, Mike, uh, Miguel, sorry, uh, pukes up some of the taco he had eaten on his way from the airport. Oh, wow, shit, that's, ugh, oh, no thank you. Airport food, gotta be careful. Coming in, I was thinking it was probably gonna be vampires, right? I saw that soda pop blood on the ceiling, but now I'm thinking it must be El Chubacabra. <laughs> Miguel, as you're throwing up, you're trying to hold it down, I'm going to ask Ant and Arthur, both of you make alertness checks as you are able to kind of hold it down, start looking around to see what what's odd about this situation, other than, you know, the, the explosion of blood all over the walls and ceiling that's kind of dripping down. What else is rough about this scene? I got a 10. I succeeded. So both of you succeed. And you're going to see around these wounds, these bite marks, these jagged rips into the flesh, there's this black ichor. It's an oily, dark, glossy substance that's been torn into the skin. You see it's merge down, uh, I'd say, a couple centimeters into each of these bite marks. And I'll also say that blood is everywhere. It's all over the stall walls. It's all over the floor. But this body, where it's seated, where it's seated on this toilet, the toilet lid is closed, and you can see some of these black marks, these streaks of this mysterious black ichor, is on the lid of the toilet seat. You can also see some phrases written into the wall of the stall. Well, uh, Senor Miguel, I'll tell you, maybe whatever you ate at the airport didn't sit well with you, but this guy had a rough time in here. You're not kidding. Uh, could I ro roll maybe like forensics to see if uh, I could tell how it was written on the wall? I'll say you don't even need to roll forensics. You examine the writing on the wall, and you see it's one of those um, one of those sharpies that's very bright. One of those uh, like metallic-looking sharpies. It's like silvery gold. Hmm. And as you examine it, you're kind of able to see through the blood because it's so sparkly. <clears throat> you see. I see the World Trade Center's falling. The Spanish lied to Montezuma. Shackleton, help him! Cold, ice, everywhere. This guy doesn't know better than to eat the ice down here in Mexico. You know, they make it out of the same water that comes out of the taps. You get a bottle of water, you think you're safe, but now, Montezuma's still coming for you. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta make sure no ice in your drinks. Is this like I don't know, boys. This is pretty fucked up. I'm, uh... 
I'm having trouble making heads and tails of this. Also, I'm from uh, New uh, York now. Sorry about that. <laughs> forget about it. Hey. Yeah, forget about it. I'm walking here. We can assume that this wasn't here before he was. Mm. I guess, could I roll forensics to see if uh, this looks like this happened after the uh, murder? Or if this was beforehand? Or involved in it whatsoever? Right as you're about to put your forensic skill to work, you see in his mangled left hand, there is a uh, a shiny Sharpie. He's probably the one that wrote it. Oh, shit. You think he did this to himself? I mean, how do you get this much blood all over the ceiling? Yeah, that's true. I mean, at some point, you just can't move. So. Like a blood soda pop. Yeah. Well, shit. Uh, do you have any idea on him? I uh, check the uh, pockets. I'm going to take... I'm going to take a bit of, uh, like, toilet paper and rub it into his wounds to get some of the black stuff out and look at it. Oh, are See you? All right, Arthur. I'm going to need you to... Uh... Oh, God, my brain. <laughs> Constitution? Get ready to do something. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. I need you to tell me what skills are a part of this system. And I want a dexterity kind of like, oh, I'm being careful. Uh, oh, okay. Hmm. Like a sleight of hand, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably just dexterity. Yeah, like how careful are you? Give me a dexterity or a sleight of hand draw, whatever's higher for you. Hold on, let me find my sleight of hand. I don't think it has one. I want it to be here so badly. There's a search skill, but that's not really like how careful you are so much as just searching in general. I'll accept a search. Yeah, give me a dexterity or a search skill. My dex is higher. Roll up dex. That's a success. All right, so you're successfully able to scrape off some of this black substance and uh, describe to me how you're storing this, how you're, uh, you got like a test tube or maybe some kind of slide. I'm just kind of holding up this this black stuff on the toilet paper and showing it to the others. What do you think of this? Yeah. Uh, Mike gets, uh, Miguel gets out a uh, test tube and uh, gets out a couple different test tubes. Uh, we could do a couple tests real quick here. Find out if it has you, any drugs. You in. mean like uh, feet, legs, stomach, chest, head? Head, shoulders, knees, and toes? I'm not sure. I think it came from, uh, what, right there it is, uh, his, his trunk. <laughs> No, I can tell if there's, like, coke in here. I can see if there's, uh, maybe, uh, we can check the pH. And, uh, we can certainly take some and send it back off to the lab. I'm not sure I'm gonna know much more about it now. Unless you want to taste it. You know, I've been thinking about that as well. Oh, taste give it a taste. Give it a taste. I have, but I, I tend to try to avoid just putting random things in my mouth. It's, uh, it's an hey, impulse man. thing for me. I don't know. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Miguel gets out a couple uh, Q-tips and kind of, like, dabs it and puts it into various vials. Uh, one to check the pH and one to see if there's any drug substances on it. Uh, another one, just a real quick, uh, just like a blood test to see how coagulated it is. Kind of get a basic estimate of time of death. All right, interesting. So I'm going to go ahead and require forensics roll as you guys try and ascertain the meaning, composition of this substance. Also, Sorry, it's, uh, roll again. Oh, okay. Let me let me figure out how to use your rolling bot here. Rolling bot slash rolls, and then the uh, I think it'd be a slash roll space one d one hundred, and I'd also accept a medicine roll in this case. So forensics or a medicine roll. 
Wow, the first time I just told it to put out 100, and it put out 100. So hopefully that doesn't count. When I rolled a D100, give me a 28 out of uh, 40. <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> yeah, a little better. So it's good to know, though, if you just push uh, a rolled bot and then type in a number, it'll just give you that number. So <laughs> it's a really important roll. Rollability. Man, that sounds like cheating. All right, so what you immediately realize yeah. is that this substance is very strange. It doesn't seem to be... It doesn't seem to be reacting towards your usual set of of testing mechanisms. There's no pH. It's not acidic. It's not basic. It doesn't register on the scale, which you find it particularly strange. You also notice that for briefest of moments, it disappears before reappearing in your test tube. Ah, uh, uh, Miguel puts on gloves. <laughs> A wise precaution. He puts on two pairs of gloves. Uh, this is some weird shit you found here, Art. Really I'll do my best. Uh, we're gonna need to bring this back to the uh, even bigger egg exit home. And as you're finishing your investigation and your tests, a large gentleman appears at the doorway at the bathroom, knocking politely. Senors, the owner of the establishment, he is going to be here soon. We need you to uh, to remove yourselves back to the police cordon. I deeply apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, no hablo inglés. He's gonna go ahead and repeat himself in Spanish, but my Spanish is yes. He's going to politely ask you all to leave the building, and you get the distinct impression that he emphasizes the word owners. Mm, good, good thinking, apology. It was a good try. <laughs> all right. Well, start making uh, motions. Yeah. Well, we'll slowly walk back. Is there, um, so just this one stall. Is there anything else in this room that we might have missed that, uh, by looking harder, I would be able to see? By, by extra peeling my eyes? By, uh, as, as we're walking out, I look on the ground. Is there any, like, dropped objects? Does it look like something? Like, there's no sign of any kind of murder weapon here? What are the claws? Like, what, what, what do the wounds look like? As the other guys are heading towards the door, I'm just taking as much in of this body as I can. Last look, you don't see anything else of note. You do see, as you look, try and gauge these wounds a little bit deeper. Whatever this thing was that clawed and balled this person, it could have been like a bear. Maybe even a little bit bigger than a bear. The strength that was exhibited in tearing this person's flesh open, the throat has just been opened up. And the jagged teeth marks, they're... They're sharp, but it looks like they were torn. It's not even like a typical bear mauling. As you'd expect, just giant chunks of flesh to be missing. This person was ravaged. Okay, gross. Yeah, he got put in a blender. Yeah, Miguel uh, wraps, uh, undoes his gloves within each other and kind of like tosses them onto the body. Ewe. Well, uh, uh, adios. (laughs) Did you say ewe? Ewe indeed. Oh my god, that's so gross. At this point, the uh, phone rings. Lo siento, buddy. Bring, bring. It's the burner phone ringing. Shit. Uh, who's got the burner phone? I probably do. I, I accept the call. You answer the call and you hear the same voice from earlier. He doesn't want an update. He simply gives you a piece of information. Apartment 525, Reforma House, Luis Maya. Mexico City, Mexico. And then you hear, doot, doot. So the phone hangs up. I repeated through the others. Mm, I guess we're going to... Oh, I didn't write it down. Shit, did someone else write that down? Ah. 
Mexico City, Mexico. It's, how big? Yeah, I got that. I guess it's. Yeah, it can't be that big. Right? Okay. All right. You all spend the I, next uh, six hours driving around Mexico and eventually. Uh, <laughs> we text him back. Um, one more time. Where at? Star sixty nine. Like, yeah. <laughs> Very exasperated voice gives you the address one more time. You hear us. This time, I remember it. <laughs> It's like a slapping noise as he hits his forehead. And you guys pull up to Dr. Levante's apartment, and you arrive at a fairly modern apartment block. This is no longer the Mexico City where you have to be careful of the water. There is a very fancy portion of town, and in this upscale section, it is a standard 5 over 1. It is a what looks to be an exceptionally fancy, you know, modern apartment block. It is five stories, and it has the standard ugly-as-hell, blocky exterior. Just a bunch of uh, prefab, uh, oil-infused uh, wood. It, it, it looks absolutely atrocious, but it is the new style of these modern apartment complex uh, apartment complexes, and it, it'll look very nice for what you uh, determine. Well, you know, it seems pretty new, and it'll probably look very nice for another year or so. And then it'll completely fall apart and be a complete disaster of maintenance and have to be torn down and rebuilt. Orky's throwing some fucking major shade at this uh, architecture stuff. No, yeah, fuck five over ones. They're absolutely atrocious. They're garbage. Each one of them should be torn fucking down and made with brick like a normal, sane, competent architectural engineer. But I digress. (laughs) Apartment five two. Uh, Sounds like God's angry. We better get inside there quick. We're asked to describe the outside anymore. Just this, this, uh, it's offset uh, windows. You see, like most of the windows are are normal, except for this layer of offset windows that really just raises your hackles. You're just like, oh my God, who did that? As you start walking up to the fifth floor. To answer your question, Wilkie, you did that. You did this to yourself. Oh you made you made this house. <laughs> Why must I hurt me? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? How many uh, stories is the building? Five stories. It's a standard five over one, five stories up, one subterranean parking garage. Ah, I'm a country boy. Um, which, which floor was this guy on again? Apartment 525, fifth floor. Walking up the stairs, you guys make it up. And as soon as you come out of the stairwell, you see an elevator right over to your left that you could have taken. And you walk down the hall. You find apartment 525. The door is locked. Uh, let's check the door next to it. Boys, I uh, knock nicely at 527. Knocking nicely at 527. There is no answer. All right, I go back and I knock at 523. I just want to, before we encounter someone, I just want to establish that we're not going to be just attacking old men living in their, their apartment buildings. Right? Why would we? I, I don't know. I just I kind of got apology. the apology. What the, where, where did that even come from? Uh, I don't know. It's, I, you know, some experiences. Sometimes you just gotta make sure. So yes, exactly. There you go. I just, right. you know. Well, I, I live in a society. There are rules. You don't just open doors and attack people. So no, right, I didn't right. expect to do that. Is that should we should we establish that? I've just I've, when we go in there, I'm not gonna rule. shit on the middle of his floor too. Is anyone else planning on doing that? Just want to <laughs> check. I don't know what to expect now. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, I can honestly say, say I, I have uh, 
I've traveled with some agents in the past who are a little bit hasty uh, in their actions, so I would just prefer if we all think about things ahead of time. Okay. Well, here's what I'm thinking. We're going to go in, and we're going to search through all of his shit. And if there's someone in there, I promise not to kick them, unless they're asking for it. And even then, I'm not the toughest of guys. You look at Miguel Faraday, and he is a little overweight. Doesn't look like he's, uh, the, the five, the climb of the five stories uh, took a bit of it out of him. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's sweating even more heavily than he has been the entire time that he's been with you. Doesn't look like he's about to donkey kick anyone. With a plan of action, you all confirm that indeed you live in a society, and knocking on the door next to 525, a young gentleman opens his door and looks at you all. A little bit of a uh, raised eyebrow. This is a fancier side. Uh, This is an upscale apartment, so he's surprised and not fearful of seeing federal agents on his door, and a bit of recognition dawns upon him. You see his features... It increased with a bit of sorrow and uh, and reticence, but he, he accepts that your presence here as if he was expecting you. Si, senores, can I help I, you? I cough. I cough a little bit and I push uh, hand forward. <laughs> Espanol! <laughs> it's okay. I, I can speak English. I, I can tell you uh, gentlemen are probably not from a Mexico City. How can I help you? Well, we're trying to get into your neighbor's apartment. We were wondering if you might have a key. Maybe you heard anything. Is Dr. Levante dead? I kind of look over at at Miguel, and I just kind of, like, very subtly, like, shake my head side to side. Like, like, don't tell him No, that's no in English and Spanish. (laughs) Uh, No, we just have some questions we need to ask him. Why? Is there some reason why you would expect him to be dead? Yes, uh, one moment. He disappears back in his apartment and comes back with a key to the apartment next to him of Dr. Levante, as well as a letter. Hands you all the letter and starts walking over the door to unlock it for you. Uh, uh, it's in Spanish. Do you mind uh, reading this for us real quick, bud? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you can read it to us in English. You can say... <laughs> he reads the following letter in English. You but open I don't the letter. Read Spanish. I can't imagine he wrote this letter to his neighbor in English. You see consternation come over the young, young gentleman's face. He's in his uh, mid 20s, so he is a little bit flustered by you, the professionals that he sees before you, and he also he looks uh, pretty uncomfortable all of a sudden. Look, I um I was asked by Dr. Levante if anything should happen to him to make sure that this letter got into the hands of the authority. He made sure that I promise him that I do not read it under any occasion, but uh, if you're asking me to, I suppose I could translate it. And well, we got a, I know we got the map quest, but we should got that, that Google Translate. We'll just type it in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, what's your name, buddy? What's your name, pal? Uh, amigo? Oscar Martinez. Oscar Martinez. Mr. Martinez, I, uh, I, I appreciate you uh, listening to your neighbor's uh, uh, request. But if you could do us a do us a solid here, just give that all give that a good read through. That'd be great, please. Out loud for the so the class in the back in here. So he takes the letter from you, opens it up, eyebrows crease, and he says, "Well, it appears to be just some numbers." And he kind of uh, displays it so you can both read it at the same time. GB two two zero, and these um, these numbers here, you see them. This is a uh, seems to be like. A, uh, nine-digit numbers, a series of nine-digit numbers. Uh, you know what these are? These are uh, 
Uh, GPS, uh, global positioning uh, satellite uh, coordinates. And he hands the letter back to you. Thank you, Mr. Martinez. We appreciate your time. Of course. And uh, at this point, he's going to finish unlocking the door. And as he starts walking back and retreating back to his apartment, he's going to say, um, Look, I uh, wish I could be more help. I, unfortunately, I was out last night with my girlfriend. But um, as I said before, the professor, he was worried that the cartels... I'm not sure what the arrangement he had with them, but unfortunately, it seems like his deal caught up with him. Maybe. Uh, where'd you go with your girlfriend? You didn't go to any clubs, did you? <laughs> uh, no, we're at her apartment. Good, good. Uh, steer clear of the clubs for a little while, for no particular reason. All right, uh, you, you gentlemen have a good evening. Let me know if you need anything further. She's gonna start locking his door. <laughs> you guys will make your way into the apartment? Uh, well, when we open the door, what do we see first? What do we smell? What do we taste? Very prescient of you. The first thing you experience when you open the door is a wave of nausea as a smell assaults you. Also ah, here. Those taquitos! No! <laughs> also here. See these little dots in the darkness start to fly around. Did we get a name for the body that was in the bathroom? Was that Levante or was that someone else? That poor gentleman was so mangled that it was tough to get an ID. However, you did notice that the young supple skin that was torn open, probably not an old man doctor. Yeah, it was leathery skin. Does the does the, the does the smell in here smell more like old dead guy? Yep. Yeah. Well, with your extensive uh, uh, experience smelling corpses, you you smell the old dead man. Yeah, it's probably an old dead guy, old doctor dead. I think we may have found Levante. Well, more like he found you, huh? Ah, uh, no, there's still those taquitos. I'm telling you, doesn't matter how good they smell when you get off the airplane. Don't do it. I'll keep that in mind. You know, I never thought I would find my job here. I mean, look at look at those flies. They're annoying. <laughs> right yes. Exterminator. That's right. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any ways of getting rid of them quick? Uh, I take out some bug spray. <laughs> after, after, after you, Art. Lead the way. <laughs> Trailblazers. Of course, I would have to turn on the lights first. So, does that work? So you turn on the lights and you make your way into this uh, entryway, and the vestibule spills into a living room, and the lights come on, and it's like. It's like turning the lights on and seeing cockroaches scatter. There is a undulating wave of flies that rise up off this body two or three feet into the air and then settle back down onto the body and continue feasting. Fuck! Uh, oh my god. Blah. Gonna need all you right. all to roll another sanity check, please. Ooh, I critically succeeded. Nice. I got a sanity of 59. Oh my god, I got a 49 and I think my constitution is 50? Or, or a sanity check is 65, never mind. Good, good, good. And, the more um, I smell that, the more I think, yeah, it's all right. Miguel <laughs> takes a, another one of those taquitos out of his pocket. <laughs> no, not the taquitos. I'm also going to take a flask out of my uh, my pea coat and take a swig out of it. Good precaution. Good call. Good call. All right, is that three for three? You all three succeed? Yep. So you go on, Art. 
starts spraying the scene down, and eventually, through your Yusuf insecticide, you're able to open a window and get most oh. of the flies out of the I apartment. I had line, I'm sorry. I throw the uh, taquito back up. I didn't realize I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was reading Arts, uh, I was reading Arts, uh, D100. No, I, I rolled a 71 on a 59. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I projectile vomit the taquito I started putting it in my mouth, uh, all against the wall next to the, uh, the entryway. Please roll Seeing D4. you throw <laughs> again, like, I, I start, like, dry heaving a little bit as well. <laughs> Please roll D4, my, Miguel. All right, I've lost two more, I guess. It's two more sanity as you guys see this body clearly been uh, dead for a while. Moving around the apartment, please describe as each of you, what are you looking for? What are you seeing? How are you searching through this apartment and what are you looking for? If you'd like, search, alertness, both acceptable roles as you try and make your way through the apartment and find anything out of out of the ordinary. Um, firstly, before we go looking for something, can we look at the corpse you said was hanging? On the floor, in the middle of the living room, under a thick layer of insects that have been, more or less, uh, sprayed out of the apartment. You, taking a closer look at this body, now that the, the fly layer has been whisked away, you see the same terrible bite marks, the claw marks, parts of the face have been clawed off. It's been horribly mauled. Poor Dr. Levante. He was eaten alive. Back. It's like it's like brutally obvious that he's just been eaten. Yeah, yeah. There's big old parts of him missing. Part of his face is just gone. Yeah. What do you know about this chupacabra that you're talking about? Um, it's like a goat, uh, like a bloodsucker, right? Made out of goat. Let me uh, let me Google it on my phone real quick. While he does that, I go looking for some kind of office or room for working on. Thanks. Absolutely. So you find a pretty modest, really, a smaller office, very tidy. Most of the research notes are all filed away. And what you do notice is there's a mobile phone on the desk. It's the only thing, really, on the desk currently. Most of the research notes that you find, quickly thumbing through them, are on previous excavations, not related to Guatemala, the most recent one but a long-storied history of this gentleman's very robust career. You can see that he's added quite a bit to the anthropology field. And, yeah, going into it, you're sure that Art would be most appreciative of the contributions made by Dr. Levante, but in this particular, as it relates to your current investigation, it doesn't seem to be anything current. It doesn't seem to be recent. But you pick up the cell phone, you start thumbing, thumbing through this, and this is almost quaint. You're picking up a BlackBerry phone, and as you go through it, you see a series of calls placed out, outgoing calls. To the same number, to multiple numbers, not that I'm looking at. As you continue to look at it, you see that all the phone calls are on the same number, Arthur. There aren't any other numbers, actually. It all seems to be calling one singular, one singular number. I go through the rest of his phone to see if he used it for anything else. Flipping through it, there's no other apps. I mean, this is a BlackBerry. There's no email set up. It is simply this one singular phone number called over and over again. You look at the dialogue, you look at the log, call log. 
different times were spent talking to this uh, this other number. See one phone call that lasts a couple minutes, one that lasts about a half hour, another one that lasts 15 minutes. Exciting. Riveting. I take it back to the others. As you come in the room where the others are. what I found. As, as you bring the phone over, um, uh, Miguel's in the middle of explaining the end. So I guess it looks like in Latin America and in uh, Puerto Rico, it looks more reptilian, alien-like. It's got like a fringe, like rill over its head and, and spines. But uh, in the Southwest United States, it's a little more like a dog. I guess it goes after, it, it drinks the blood of livestock, including goats. It's kind of like a vampire. Look it looks claws. like enthralled by this whole story. It. Yeah, look. Got these big claws, though, webbed arms. Kind of looks like the uh, the swamp thing, right? Trying to like Spanish like picture swamp. the size of the claws versus like how uh, the, the lacerations we've seen all over the Here, previous. Here, I'll, I'll zoom bodies. in on the Wikipedia article. We'll put it right next to the wound and see. Yeah, Anthony, as you're looking back and forth between the phone of the chupacabra and the body, you notice the same black ichor inside and around the wounds of Dr. Levante's corpse. You see as the throat where it was torn out, the blackness on the edges of the tear marks. You see in the breast where it was chunks of his pectorals were ripped away and devoured. That same inky darkness. Oh man, well, whatever got the individual over at Envy got this guy as well. I mean, it's, fa- it's fairly safe to say. The guy at Envy had died, like, pretty recently, right? His body... A lot of flies got to it. If we if we had to guesstimate, how could I kind of judge roughly how long this body's been here? Oh yes, you'd say at least a couple days. Uh, judging by the flies that have infested and gone through their life cycle, you'd say one or two days. And that body that you just saw at Envy Nightclub, that was in the last couple hours that that guy got eaten. I guess then uh, Miguel wants to look around and see if there's any signs that this thing may have made this its den. If it stayed here afterward, looking for tracks, looking to see how it got into the apartment. If the door was locked, did it climb out a window? Or did it break its way back out of the apartment? Like, how did it get out of here? And where was it? Did it stay here for a couple of days? Or has it possibly been wandering around the city? Are there going to be more bodies that we're going to find? So you notice two things. As you look around this apartment and you try and find a method of egress, entry and exit, you notice that the windows are solid, nothing's been broken. The door that you came through... The lock has not been broken or tampered with. The door frame is perfectly in good order. It's not broken at all. It's not cracked as if something forced its way in. Whatever was in this apartment, it didn't force its way in. And as you continue to look through the apartment, you see this odd plaster of Paris. This mortar that's been laid into every corner of the room at each of these points where the walls intersect with the ceiling and the walls come together in the corners you see this this mortar this plaster of paris this gypsum plaster has been inserted into it you see on the on the ground there's a couple of buckets five gallon buckets where the mortar was mixed and you also see a trowel where it was lit uh, brought up the wall and then troweled into place and it was roughly done. It, it looks like it was just done in haste, but it's complete. Every single corner, the floors, the ceilings, the long arcing, uh, the long arcing angles where these, the ceiling and the floors meet the walls, everything's been rounded. And as you continue to look at the furniture, 
you see that the corners, as well as the edges of the coffee table, the tables, the chairs, they've all been rounded off as well, as if someone had taken sandpaper to them and brushed away and, and scrubbed away all these these edges. Everything's been curved. You know, people say these houses come apart in two or three years, but it seems, it seems he took uh, precautions. <laughs> that might last a couple more. So what do you think? Maybe a ghost chubacabra floated in, non-corporeal, and then solidified, ate him, and then flew out again as mist after doing some work on the corners. I am worried that if we encounter something like this, our our more traditional weapons that we've acquired earlier and been carrying ourselves is not going to do too much good. Think we need silver bullets. Garlic. I don't. I don't know. How do you how do you fight something that has no figure? I mean, that was my funny answer. It's also possible that this was done by I don't know. Maybe they brought a creature in with them. Maybe it is the cartel. Though probably. Ah, it seems weird if it was them. But maybe there's more than one party. Maybe there's a handler and the beast. The handler simply opened the door and then did this work. And they set the beast upon him. Plus, oh, could be a Jekyll and Hyde, right? Miguel, as the you're coming... is the beast. Ooh. Ooh. Miguel, as you're coming around, ex- ex- uh, expanding on your theories, you see in one of these corners, the plaster of Paris has fallen to the ground. And in this corner that's been exposed... The smoke. There's smoke stains all over the walls as if there had been a fire in just this one corner. Uh, Miguel takes out his pocket knife and starts prying back the plaster pairs from, like, the the corner above it and then the corner to the side. He starts pulling back a couple of them to see what's behind the plaster. You pull them away and you just find kind of dusty remains of plaster, but there are no scorch marks in any of these other corners that you pull up. There's only these these sooty stains in that one corner. And as you go and expect that one corner, you don't see any flame or scorch marks in that corner. Just smoke. Only smoke. The smoke is there. Like, I can see the smoke. There's no smoke there. There's just the stain of soot. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. It's about I this time. I'd like time. to cut off a piece of it and uh, and and stick it in a little baggie. You bag some of the smoke up, and yeah, you don't have any trouble. It's particularly powdery, but you're able to get some of the sample into a bag. That's about that What's point. What's your plan with that? I don't know. Anthony. Yes. You see the investigation that Miguel's doing, and. You notice that the rounded corners on everything is, it's drawing your attention and you start to look and you see that the coffee table, it too, has had its corners and its edges rounded off. And then in the middle of the table, there is an idol and underneath the idol is a note. Oh man. Um, I mean, I, I, naturally I'm going to want to take a look at that after having noticed it. All right. So you see this note. What, first off, what is the idol of? Looks like some kind of small Mayan or Inca statuette. Maybe some kind of fertility idol? It's like one of the ones with like a giant dick on it or something? Yeah, yeah, it's a big old penis. Okay. <laughs> big old stone penis. A big old stone dick statue. <laughs> and as you get closer to it, you reach over and you're about to pick it up when you notice that underneath the idol, that note, it is on top of a Ziploc bag. There seems to be something inside the bag, and as you're about to touch the idol, 
you notice the same black ichor coming from the idol. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to want a set of gloves for this. Uh, here. Whoosh. There you go. Take that a All right, I'll put the gloves on and further investigate. Good call. So, taking the gloves on first. Proper precautions. Safety first. You pick up the idol, remove the Ziploc baggie and the note, and you see the note reads, Dr. Levante, this is the latest iteration of the product. You'll refine it and improve its purity ready for mass production. Then... We'll consider that all debts are paid. And inside the Ziploc baggie, very similar to the black ichor on the idol, you see some kind of resinous fluid. Sounds like a drug deal or whatever this black stuff is. Like, I know none of us are, you know, wanting to taste it yet, but... I am tempted. Not, not super tempted, though. I don't know, you, you, kinda, you don't seem like you got a good stomach to you. Hey, I resent that. <laughs> Lay off the taquitos, man. Ah, fair point. He turns a little green. He turns the side again. We'll definitely want to bag up some of this stuff. Probably grab that idol, too. Art, you, um, uh, you found a phone, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, so this thing doesn't have any apps except, like, being a phone. Mm, not even, like, I don't know, Flabby Bird? None. That's the weirdest thing I've seen yet. Yeah. Get this. It did have one, like being a phone, and he took a lot of calls. Like those five to 30 minute ones, and like lots of them. Hmm. And they all went to the same person. Ah, what? Yeah. I mean, based on the note over here, I'm guessing it's probably the cartel. Yeah, probably. Seems like he's got a debt with them that he's gonna try to keep in touch. Is there there like a. I could probably get that call trace real quick is there like an area code or something for the phone number that we could like get an idea of like where it was going to area code seems to be mexico city but it's uh mm. could be anything these days you know with the cell phones and the jiggle blobs and the hoop and the gizzards right with all the hoot and the gizzards it could be anywhere i oh my god i have a crazy idea what if we what if we text the number you know like like you know, they, they, they might think he's dead or oh, they had right. something to do with this. We text the number pretending to be him as if Just we're alive. Be like, and, I got the formulation. It's all set. And be set like, you know, yeah, maybe we're like, maybe they know, maybe they don't know. Who is this? I'm like, you know, I'm still doing well. We should meet and, and just see what we get back. It's it's subtle enough that if if the number on the other end had something to do with his death, then you know they'll think they're coming for him. They'll definitely be panicked. Maybe we can get some sort of response. But if it's innocent enough, they should still be able to, uh, you know, respond. I think it's worth a try. I like it. Evious. Mm. Speaks. Uh, who can text enough in Spanish? Oh, we got that Google Translate. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, is uh, are, are there any text messages on the phone already? Zero. Oh boy, alright, that might not work. Only thing on the phone is a call log of calls made, outgoing calls, to the singular number. What do we got with these GPS coordinates as well? Maybe, uh, maybe he was trying to tell us something. Punching in the GPS coordinates, you find that these GPS coordinates lead to a U-Store facility in downtown Mexico. Well, I guess we go there. Let's, uh, I say we call the number still, though. I like this idea. You want to call it or you want to text it? I say we it? call. I say we give him a call. We say, hey, 
We got the formula ready. What if we're, we... Uh, well, let's say we're like a research assistant. We're what if we... Dr. Levante. He gave us this number. He told us to let you know that we've finished the formulation. It's all set. What if we call it, but we don't talk? Just let the other person do the talking as if... Because they'll know it's not him. Well, we don't call from his talking. number, I think. Um, we could call from his number and not talk, but I say I want to call him. and Yeah, I mean, we could do that. Yeah. Just see what they say. Shake. See I just, I, I'm just curious if they had something to do with his death and to start getting a call from his number again, they might make a mistake and panic. Mm. I like it. Make a call? Let's do it. All I right. vote yes. Yeah, but, yeah. but I, I vote we stay quiet for at least like a couple seconds to see if the, the recipient says something. Hmm. All right. Everyone quiet now. I... <laughs> okay, let's do it. I click the number and I press call. Bring, 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 bring. Rings out. Your, yeah, feminine phone. <laughs> it's from Jurassic Park. Look out, there's a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, you, you call the number. It rings out to voicemail. No answer. Okay, so that didn't work. Was there any, um, like, like recorded voicemail of, like, you've reached the number of, you know, or is it just, like, standard? Doot, doot. All right, well, how about I'll reach out to my contacts at the DOS and see if we could get a trace as to where this call, where this phone is. If it's a cell phone, where it was purchased, when it was last on. If it was even on, they should be able to track and find its uh, location, even here in Me- Mexico City. But uh, while that's happening, I say we go to the, uh, what was it, the garage? We have that address yeah. to check out. I guess we head there next. It's the only, the only firm lead we got. Do you, you guys want to just ch- check what's in his fridge real quick? Mm, I am feeling slightly more hungry. Can keep those taquitos down. <laughs> sure. Yeah, what's he got? Opening the fridge, you find it. Floor to ceiling, just completely stuffed with taquitos. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Alright. Jumping back in the SUV, you start making your way down into downtown Mexico City, into the industrial district, and you find this used store facility, the metal shelter doors that lead into the garage. It's tucked beneath a freeway overpass, and with a little bit of cash, you're able to persuade one of these, uh, counter clerks to give you the storage keys to unit 220 and you make your way inside looking around there's no one in this long hallway it's one of these classic concrete prefab structures you open up the shuttered doors for this metal uh the metal doors for this unit and you look inside just as your contacts are getting back to you from langley yes they give you the exact coordinates of where you are currently of the storage. It's coming unit. from inside the house. Ah! I got to say it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's coming from inside the container. You look over, and on top of one of the boxes is the cell phone you were calling. Curious. You pick it up, and you see the battery's pretty low, but you're able to start going through it, and you see that there are a series of voicemails left on this phone. If you'd like, can go ahead and tell you what they say. I want that more than anything. Maybe, maybe we just delete them. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe we Fuck just... it. Heading home. <laughs> Back to your wife and more taquitos. So, <laughs> as you think of your lovely My taquito wife's name wife. is Morgan Taquito. <laughs> How did you know? How did you know her name? Where Where's, are you? Where's my wife? Where is my wife? 
I have a particular set of skills honed over a lifetime. I will find you, and I will eat your taquitos. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I gotta go ahead and read these voicemails pretty quickly because there seems to be a lot of them. As you guys put it on speakerphone, this is what you hear. This is my official test of the new product. I'm recording this in order that I may review my experience and assess whether the desired effects has been achieved. Perhaps even the present, this is an, as evidence to them. I suppose I must do this. This is required of me. Or else to hell with it all. Heaven knows that there are fates worse than death that can be installed upon one foolish, so foolish, wrapped up in the affairs as I. I pray that God that I shall not lose my way. I've already taken the substance prior to initiating this call, and it's beginning to dark. Everything around me, it's fading out swiftly. I'm losing my sight. I cannot see what's around me. It's the room, but, but good God, I can see everything. I can see every human life that ever existed on this wonderful earth. I see men, women, children of all ages and all races. I cannot possibly begin to describe how it feels. I see war, love, fire, oceans. I can, I can see a great steam train rolling through the countryside. The flying Scotsman and say, uh, it says on the front. I'm on the ships now. I observe as I find the very coast of America itself. The unwelcoming native eyes me suspicion. I walk now through the narrow streets of Florence. As the peasantry and rabble move swiftly around me, I'm in Greece suddenly. Slaves pass before me as a flower girl screams at me in adoration, and the athletes jostle and bustle to be the first to show me their physical prowess. I stand alone for months, nay years, as I see ancient stone buildings being erected before my very eyes. I see the shape forming, it's a pyramid! I watch the great pharaohs of old are transported on a golden cart to prove the workmanship at the cost of many lives. I, now I see, I see cavemen drawing on the walls, painting mammoths with crushed beetles. I see the beginning of the race of men. I see the great plains of Africa and the migration. I perceive everything simultaneously from all sides. I exist in all men and women, and they exist in me. I perceive the whole of space and time as it flows gently around me and through my very soul. Everything exists in a single instant to me. There must be more. I need more. Now, if I strain, I can see, yes, I can see curves and angles. I push through them and they multiply, they're playful about me. I can see great segments of time through curves. There is a curved time and angular time. I'm going back, further back. I can see enormous reptiles stalking the earth. The dismal lakes of fetid bacteria swarming together. And now the reptiles are gone. No animals remain, but beneath the waters, dark forms swarm together. Now they are single cells. All around me now are angles. I'm afraid, but press on. There are depths of being here, which mankind has never fathomed. I am approaching, oh God, oh the horror. I will go on. I will see what lies beyond. There are things here where I cannot see them. The things move slowly through the angles around me, dark shapes in the depths of time itself. They're moving. They're... I think they've seen me. Oh god, they're so... they're turning slowly towards me. The phone recording is erupted by loud static electric noise continues below. I think... I, 
think I'm back in my apartment. There are no words to describe these foul creatures. They are mentioned, I remember, in ancient tablets. It was required that I soar through time, and the knowledge leaps into my mind, eager like a newborn pup. I fly through the ancient libraries of Athens, and eons of knowledge fill my mind. The Greeks had name for them. They hunger. They're hungry. They are all the evil of the universe encapsulated. They are the hounds of Tenedos. For a moment, I stood there. On the other side, I saw them. And they saw me, I shuddered. As I felt their breath on my face, I turned and I ran screaming, screaming through thousands and thousands of years. But they scented me, I fear. I have truly gone too far. They thirst for us, I fear. I must be kept out. I theorize that they can only reach us through angles. I must eliminate all the angles of this room. I shall plaster up all the corners and all the crevices tonight. I will make this room resemble the interior of a sphere. And I shall remain in this room. When they are discovered that the scent only leads through the curves, they will surely turn and flee. There is no time to waste. I must set about the task at once. It's... No. It's... It's dark. The smoke. Oh, God. They're here. Doot, doot, doot. Well, I think I solved ah. this crime. Yeah, it because was the, the, the cartel drugs. killed him. He <laughs> snorted all of the drugs. That's the only explanation for whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, well, I'm still thinking it might be chupacabras, but maybe space chupacabras. He owed them a debt to make them a bunch of drugs. He snorted them all, had the worst trip of his life, and then they came and killed him. Now. The thing at Envy might be related, different cartel thing, maybe not, but holy shit. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's a working theory. I still prefer mine, but I can see where you're coming from. It's all right. <laughs> that that has got to be drugs, man. That is not any level of normality right there. Definitely not normal. You're right about that. Um, But I mean, I don't know what you've seen, but I've worked for the agency for a little while. I've seen some crazy shit. Like chupacabras I... and ghosts. As you guys continue to discuss the validity of this drug trip, probably crazy induced. Oh, sounds like a madman to me. You start going through some of the contents of this here storage unit. And I'm just going to go ahead and go down the line and say randomly who gets to who gets to what. And uh, Ant? Actually, yes. what's everyone's power? As Ant, you start pulling a biscuit tin with uh, removing the lid, you find a toy brass crown inside of it. Uh, power. My power is 60. 65. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's over 9,000. <laughs> oh my god! It's over 9,000! Arthur, what is your power? You mean in terms of ability scores? Yes. That would be 12. So uh, times you... Times five. <laughs> times five would be 60. So both... Uh, yeah, both Arthur and Miguel, you are convinced that this crown, it's... It is actually solid gold. It's definitely gold. It's, like, so golden, and it's got to be worth, like, a fucking fortune. Shit. This looks very valuable, don't you think? I kind of want to take it. 
Anthony, Makes you're looking at this. Makes me wonder what this cartel was doing. I mean, was it drugs or was it like jewelry of mm. ancient history? Well, either way, it's ours now, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe they they got like their foot in two doors, like like it's two entirely different businesses, you know. Like drugs, you can make yourself. You you need like scientists to do it, and for like this jewelry, you need like grave robbers or like people who go into museums yeah, right. and steal Indiana them. Indiana Jones types, yeah. Oh, or or yes, jewelry thieves, maybe. Uh, so I mean, as for the crown, though, uh, do you want it? I kind of want it. I think I want it. I think I would like it. You, you Honestly, you can have it. I think I will. I mean, it's it. yours now, basically. Alright, yeah. Uh, Miguel grabs it. He kind of holds it in his hands. He fingers it a little bit. Thinks about putting it on his head. Leaves it up a little. Yeah, Anthony, you're seeing Miguel take this almost like Burger King crown. This obviously toy crown. And, yeah, he's just like way too into it. I think it's gold. I think I'm rich. I'm not sure I need to do anything else. I might be done, boys. Arthur, you're going to go ahead and find a half bottle of cheap tequila. Miguel, you're going to continue searching around with this newfound crown on your head, and uh, yes. you're going to find a get well soon card. Who's it from? Well, it's uh, one of these cheap ones that you buy for a dollar or two at the drugstore, and you open it and find the first names of three people, and uh, yeah, you're going to find um, Antonio is one of the names. Albert is one of the other names, and um, Matthew is the third name. Yeah, Sarah's this... writing something in Discord here about what Miguel looks like. I tagged oh, you yeah. guys in it. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> That's a fabulous mustache. A little fatter, same idea. Uh, so are these are three separate get well cards, or? Just one with three names in it. No last names, nothing else, just Antonio, Albert, Matthew. Those three names. Hmm. Interesting. Anthony, as the Miguel finds that get well soon card, you're going to find, going through one of these boxes here, Levante's research journal. The journal, it contains page after page of notes made during his personal archaeological expedition of the ancient temples. And as you get, you flip to the back of it to see if these are his indeed his most recent notes. You find exactly what you were looking for. You immediately feel hitting pay dirt. This is the temple in which he found in Guatemala the mysterious Black Icker, funded by the cartels. This is what they had him refining. It's all here. And and these these notes uh, contain additional details. Yep. Yep, they sure do. As you start pouring through them, you're finding out everything related to this ancient temple, where this mysterious drug, this Ikor, came from, how he was trying to refine it. It's all in there. I sort of lean over his shoulder. Yeah, you see exactly what he's seen. It's all this uh, extremely pertinent information to your investigation. As you open a box, you find an ammo can with 12-gauge shotgun shells. See about 10 slugs in there of ammunition. Is there a shotgun somewhere in this apartment, or...? No shotguns in the uh, storage unit, just uh, just seems to be ammo at this point. As you continue to look through these boxes, you are going to find Armour uh, Miguel. A small silver locket containing the face of a young girl and an older woman. 
Oh, you should wear that as well with your golden crown and start decking you out. Hey, this is real gold. I'm a rich man now. Watch your tongue. <laughs> if I was a rich man, if only I was, if only you were as rich as me. All right, watch your mouth there, God. Tradition. Okay, hi. So, hey, Arthur, you're gonna. You already found the mobile phone. So, um, you guys, if you have intentions of continuing to play these characters forward, these items, I'm gonna say, might come in handy. That there's some stuff about the items that maybe <laughs> not totally what they appear. I don't know, maybe or not. Um. But yeah, if you uh, if you are gonna continue to play these characters, I definitely write down these items. Ah, uh, then uh, let's say I already wrote it down. But could you just clarify all the details one more time? I'll definitely <laughs> post this in the chat, and Perfect. we'll 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 hash it out later. But for the sake of the flow of tonight's game, I will continue to go down the list. Yes. Then, Arthur. You are going to find an uh, operator's manual for a machine gun, 7.62mm M240. M240. Which caliber? It looks like 6, uh, excuse me, 7.62mm, which I believe is a 308 equivalent to the God's greatest country on earth. Yes. Winnie rounds. <laughs> exactly. That's This is what winners use. Man. Miguel, you're going to find a Ziploc bag, and inside the Ziploc bag is a single 12-gauge shotgun shell and a sticky note that says, Emergency use only. Danger. Exclamation point. Yes. Uh, okay. I just need to find a shotgun. We'll use this in case of an emergency. I mean, that kind of makes sense. You don't typically use shotguns for just something casual. Wow. You don't peculiar that this particular shotgun shell isn't in the ammo can with the other shotgun shells but we'll just put that to the side now Michael, um, Miguel you also find on the wall as you kind of glance up there's a large printed out periodic table on the left hand corner of the periodic table it says single digits only? question mark single digit elements only only? Single digits only. Good to know. I don't know how to make heads or tails of this. Uh, well, we'll take it with us. I'll say that that clue will be particularly important going forward. The rest of these, I'm just going to go ahead and dump them onto Anthony as they <laughs> are interesting, maybe at a later point. I'll take them into evidence. Here's a large plastic evidence bag. Speaking of evidence you find a World War II-era canteen with no lid, and a 1997 Ordnance Survey roadmap of Greater London and the surrounding metropolitan area, UK. Now, the final relevant clues to this particular module are as follows. I'll say, Arthur, you're the one who finds a collection of confidential police reports attempting to interpret a series of bizarre deaths among insane asylum patients as the workings of a serial killer. In all cases, the killer somehow entered the victim's cell without any apparent breach of security, brutally mauling the victims, and somehow fled without being seen. In some cases, DNA was not was found not belonging to the victims. 
His DNA was noted to be a strange black-gray resin, seemed to have been applied to intentionally contaminate samples. And finally, and most importantly, I'd, I'd point out, you find a map, including grid coordinates leading to the ancient temple in Guatemala. A sticky note attached to the map says they must be STOPPED, in all caps. EXCLAMATION POINT. They sure do, I'm gonna assume. Yeah, this is getting pretty big, guys. I think we might have to go out to that temple. But we still have this monster running around town, right? I think we might need to uh, call this back into the handler and uh, get some, some further instruction. This one's getting a little big for maybe the scope of just the three of us. I, I would I'd be inclined to agree with that. Uh, whip out the cell phone and uh, uh, we hit star 69 again. <laughs> I'll be right back in like 10 seconds. So, as Miguel, you place the call back to the handler. You all walk out of the used store facility back to the SUV. Little taquito break, you call the handler, and we're going to take a five-minute break as you place the call and try and get some more intel on how to proceed in the investigation. Nice. Okay, yeah, five-minute break. Confío, yo no confío, nah, ni en mí mismo confío. Si quieres quedarte, hoy que hace frío y mañana te va. Nah, muchas quieren mi baby gravy, quieren tener mi primogénito, ey, y llevarse el crédito. Ya me aburrí y quiero un totito inédito. Hey, uno nuevo, uno nuevo, uno nuevo, uno hey. nuevo. Hazle caso a tu amiga, ya tiene razón. Yo voy a romperte el corazón, voy a romperte el corazón. Ay, no te enamores de mí, no te enamores de mí. Sorry, yo soy así. Ay, no sé por qué soy así. So, where is the starting equipment on the character creation? Uh, what was that? Uh, if there is some kind of starting equipment for character creation um there's definitely like an equipment section i don't know about starter equipment though not yeah. very familiar with um this particular rpg delta green i've played a bunch of DD, but not so much this yeah yeah yesterday i pretty much went through the first few pages of the document and read just enough to create a character yeah i need to like I, I gotta like read. This is the second one I've played on this, and like, I don't, I don't really know what the the world is. I mean, it's definitely like supernatural stuff. I've I've pieced that together, but ah, I found the equipment section. Okay, so apparently, Delta Green agents just get the things they they need, unless it's like several thousand dollars or more. Well, and if it is several thousand dollars or more. They're still gonna get it because Uncle Sam don't give a fuck about spending taxpayer money on guns. And cause on guns are goddamn divine instruments of justice in which the hand of the Lord implements his work here on the earth. Jesus. What are you trying to get? Oh, I'm, I'm just checking the rules in order to be able to apply them when it comes up. Yeah, so exposition, 
Travel montages uh, follows. You all pile in over to the airport and fly in a Pilatus to a remote airfield in proximity, close proximity to the dig site in question. You're rubbing elbows with a bunch of other tourists as they make their way to their five-star resort. But it makes it easy logistics for you to have delivered the implements in question. So any kind of heavy armory, some uh, heavy arms that you're requesting to make sure this particular mission goes swimmingly, they're going to go ahead and be delivered discreetly through airdrop as you start making your way away from the airfield on 4x4s out through a roughly hewn trail to the described Mayan temple. Sorry, I'm just back now. So what did our handler say about the beast that's uh, working its way through Mexico City? Is that not our responsibility anymore, or...? He is extremely concerned. As soon as you mention the Hounds of Tenedos, he gives you a full green light on any kind of equipment you request. Huge, giant 50 cals, sniper rifles, Barrett 50 cals, body armor, explosives, they all get airdropped into you as you start rolling through the dense jungle out to this ancient temple. Hmm. Should we tell you now what we have, or... Uh... But just uh, we'll figure it out. We, we'll go ahead and figure that out when the time comes up, dude. And you're like, oh well, uh, actually, DM, I have an RPG. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Miguel uh, ha- lifts up his uh, a heavy duffel bag, tosses it over his shoulder. All right, I guess we're going. Uh, what dog I think? Bow wow. Calidus. Yippee yeah, yippee yeah. Bow wow. Shotgun yippee-o. out from the uh, the bag though and throws that on his shoulder. Ooh, good call. Time to. Uh, Cock lock. I'm, I'm cocked. I'm locked. I don't know. Some smart ass remark. Let's let's go. Would, would we go uh, mask. would we say we have a shotgun now for those shotgun shells? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh here here here's your duffel bag. I ordered for you. I uh, throw you a heavy Sweet. bag full of munitions. There's uh some goodies in there. Take a chance. Take a look when you get a chance. Do any of these baggies contain extra taquitos? Um, See, yeah, there's a Taco Bell bag. Digging down deep into the bottom of the airdrop bag, you find at the very, very bottom a family pack of Taco Bell. And there are taquitos inside. <laughs> I hand them to Miguel. I don't want these. These, these things make me sick. <laughs> As you emerge out of the dense foliage of the jungle, you come up to this temple. And it's an ancient Mayan pyramid. It's not quite Chichen Itza, but it's a bit more worn down and being reclaimed by the jungle in places, but the broad shape remains the same. Following the exact coordinates, it's it's not hard to find the dig site beneath the temple. It's quite off, far off from the nearest road, and as you hack your way through the last part of this improvised route, you clear this thin tunnel that arcs down below the pyramid. It's a tight squeeze in some of the places, but especially with your newfound equipment, but you're able to pull it through and make your way into this ancient subterranean space. There are no guards in sight, but as you move through this last portion up to the dig site, you find that the equipment appears to have been dropped in a hurry, abandoned quite quickly. You eventually squeeze your way through these parts of the excavation dig site the lanterns hanging down, the electric light. You restart the generator, and it casts a sickly glow over your path 
and eventually you arrive at a large wall. It's just as it was described in Levante's diary, this huge mammoth wall that you see. And as you get close to it, you can feel a slight breeze between the bricks indicating a further room hidden behind the wall. It's an ancient, old stone. They're thick. You look through your pack and you're like, well, you know, we could probably blow this up with the C4 we brought. And then you look up and just your movement, your passage through this ancient temple, you feel little pockets of dust rain down upon you. Maybe explosions aren't the way to go. Miguel knocks on the door. Hola! <laughs> Anyone home? Who is it? No, no one answers. No, no one answers no. you. So, as you continue to look around this room, this giant room that you found yourself in, the end of this tunnel, there are some features that are quite well defined. Referencing Dr. Levante's diary, you see everything that's referenced in the diary, it all makes sense now. You see on this wall are several small buttons. Each stone button seems to have a small stick figure on it. The buttons on the far left has one figure. The next one has two stick figures. The third button has three stick figures. And this continues all the way up to the ninth button. The ninth button has nine stick figures on it. And as you're kind of just continuing to get the feel of the space, get the boundary and figure out its dimensions, it's still quite gloomy, even though it is illuminated by this, this electrical yellow light. You see in Dr. Levante's diary two phrases, and the two phrases correspond to... Well, it seems like somebody carved these phrases crudely into the rock with a knife below these strange ancient symbols above the door through which you walked. Everything is old, it's collapsed, but it seems like this portal, this doorway, this entryway, was the main, uh, main access point, the main source of egress in and out of this large cavern. The phrases read, Accept salvation, and he is watching you. And I'm going to go ahead and type these out, because the capitalization of each of these is a bit strange. So as I'm uh, typing that out, you guys continue to, to look around the room, and you see the buttons, and you're like, well, maybe maybe this is a puzzle of some kind. I, I vote for explosives still. I said we just blow our way in. We've got a sledgehammer, right? Let's give it a good old whack. Or uh, this this is possibly an emergency, right? A shotgun set in case of emergency. Mm, good thinking. I agree. I might have something to do with that periodic table. Just putting things together. I, uh, I dabbled in chemistry before settling on physics. And I, I heard something about nine and something with single digits only. So nine nine makes sense, right? Because once you go to ten, that that is two digits. Yes. A, C, C, E, and P, T are not uh, chemistry, though. A, C, P. So that, except salvation, is how you see it, scrawled into the stone with a knife. And I am writing the second phrase currently. Uh, did you misspell salvation, or is it V-A-L or V-A-I? G-I-O-N. So that is the capitalization. That is uh, Sal with a lowercase L. Yes. But then uh, V-A-L? Or is it, isn't Salvation S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N? Yes, so that is a V-A-I, capital I, capital V, capital A, capital 
I. Perfect. Yeah, that's not how you spell salvation, though. Oh. Wonder. Oh, mm. yeah. So, yes, the spelling is a little off, but that's the nature of Levante's translation. Oh, okay. Must so be the Spanish thing. part of it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah, makes Espanol. sense. Espanol, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ancient. Extra letters. You know, they spell collar weird, too. Yep. English. Got, yeah, like, a U in there, right? It's British. Haluar. Must be one of those things. But, you know, Mexican. Or Guatemala, in this case. As, as you were. <laughs> Pretty sure I got that right. He's watching you. He well, sure just down, is. Well, let's just take all the capital letters, right? What have we got? <laughs> got a. Ah, yes. I see now. Ah, it is all obviously. so clear. Watching you. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, Miguel goes into his uh, bag and he pulls out a sledgehammer. And <laughs> he just smacking at the door. Yep. No, 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 no. no, no. Something with single digits only. Well, you can work on that. Uh, so he takes the crowbar and he puts it in with the closest thing he can find to a crack in the door. And then he slams it with the the, the, the sledgehammer. Yep, you're making progress. You just start chipping out some of the rocks. And, you know, these are like Indiana uh, Jones-style uh, size boulders. So, yeah, I think you're giving it a couple of years. Uh, you might not get a little bit of progress in there. I got a 28 on a 60. How many uh, chips of stone fall up? <laughs> You're uh, well on your way to start making a statue, Michelangelo. Good job. All right. I, I'm, I'm getting some real progress here, boys. I'll let you know when I'm winded. You can take over. Remind me again there was something with stick figures. Yeah, there's like nine of them, right? So there are nine buttons, and there is a stick figure corresponding to the number of buttons from left to right. So the button on the far left has one stick figure. The button on uh, the far right has nine stick figures. So... One, two, three. Button. The third button has three stick figures. So the number of uh, the number of the button from left to right is the number of stick figures on the button. What if we only push the numbers that are a single digit? So that would just be all of them. Yes. So just hit all nine of them. Yeah, yeah. Just hit all nine of them in sequence. That's the puzzle, you think? I. I mean, I guess when you say it that it. way. It's I love maybe, it. Maybe not I love that. it. I love it. Uh, let me uh, let me type this into my Google Translate. I, I I run up to the mouth of the temple so I can get service. <laughs> I'm gonna try Google Translate. This thing. I'll be right back, you guys. Got this. I don't know. I can't crack this. I definitely was not able to solve this puzzle, and I had to read the solution. And I was like, I still don't get it. And then I read the solution again, and I was like, Oh, well, that's hard. I'm getting something from the New Living Testament. From Bible.com. It doesn't have A-C-T in it, though. <laughs> I'm not sure that's it. Fuck. Well, uh, let's look at the periodic table real quick. I'm a chemist. Well, I'm yeah, a, uh, I, what if I, we're I only that. interested um, in the lower table? not a lot of the element symbols match. So it can only up be uh, the first nine symbols. So helium, hydrogen, lithium, beryllium, boron, boron carbon, carbon, nitrogen, nitrogen oxygen, oxygen, fluorine. Fluorine. Which letters do we have in here? We have uh, N. Honestly, we already lost because there is oh. no element with A. Now. Which is funny, by the way, but yeah, there is no element that has the element symbol A. Not A alone, no. There's alum aluminium. It's arsenic. Hmm. Well, both of those have extra letters. There's also gold. A-U. He, like, looks at his crown. Flicks it. Yeah. 
So since you guys are on the right track, I'm going to need all of you to make dexterity saving throws. Or wait, that's Ow. not a thing in this system. Make dexterity rolls as I try There's and a increase. Dodge, isn't there? Yeah. There is a dodge, but as you're trying to like make your way around in the dark, I need you to see how dexterous you are. Not dexterous enough, buddy. Good, I good. failed. Yeah, 90 on a... I oh, also no. failed. Yeah, Did yeah, everyone I, fail? I rolled a 90 on a... I'm not in the rolling. I'm sorry. I'm cluttering up the wrong area. I, yeah, I rolled a 90 out of 50. So as you all are on the right track, you're making progress. You start looking at the phrases, comparing the lettering to the, the periodic table, taking in the hint. It's only first single digits. First, only the single digits. And then you feel something. There's something here in this room with you. And as you turn around and you try and figure out what it is, you stumble and you find just before you touch it, on the ground of this cavern, are these tiny statuettes covered in the black ichor. And you're not able to save yourself. You fall and you try and catch yourself and you touch the statuettes to grab and arrest your fall and each one of you goes on a little trip no it's the drugs and you immediately feel yourself pulled into space you see a city in orbit around the gas giants supplied by huge streamers of canary yellow helium siphoned into its floating refineries powering the fusion reactions that keep it thirsty hungering to keep it aloft warping in you see the surrounding starscape. It, it, it bends as a massive starship jumps into the system, releasing a fan of violent streamers that are autonomously arc down into the alien city below, detonating a brilliant white light, overwhelming your eyes as it bathes the scene in energy. Fundamental, fundamental particles rip through you. Half of the invading starship has already departed, swallowing into a massive wormhole sliding out of the section of space before the last drone rains down their antimatter ordnance amongst the star scrapers. Explosions of white suffuse the scene as it fades away, replaced by a gray stones of darkness of the temple. It reasserts itself. It's shaky. You can almost taste the atmosphere of that gas giant. And then you taste a new smell. The gas. The smoke begins to pour out of their corners. The angles of the sharp stone. Arthur? Yeah? You see an Earth still raw from creation, with scarlet fault lines that pulse up through the shallow, still-forming seas that ring... It rings like a bell as a giant meteorite rips through the atmosphere, slamming into the protoplanet, teeming away. A massive global, a globule of magma erupts into orbit and starts spinning around the Earth. A moon is created. The world itself wobbles into a tilt some 23 degrees and begins to shape the sole passenger of that astral missile. The seasons that form and the millennia that pass, it influences the network of mycelium. The space mushrooms that grow up in huge towering forests sink with the newfound seasons as life begins to branch out from the cosmic seed. Whoa. Miguel? Yes? 
Oh god. You start to fall, not through space, but back in time. You see all the humans that have ever existed at once. One moment stretching out before you in a spiral downward. You see the explosions at Nagasaki and Hiroshima warp space around you. The flying bombers over Baghdad. Trench lines in Flanders fill with fetid mud saturating the air with a uh, wet artillery drum rolling around you. You see the storms. The storming of the Winter Palace. The revolutions of 1848 seething through Europe. You see the guillotine. The chunk. Sing of the blade. Shunk as it chops. And the thud of heads in a rhythm. Barbarians surge from a forest up a hill towards a frantic red-cloaked Caesar, desperately trying to marshal his men into formation. You see Egypt burning under a uh, hot sun, rolling towering slabs of limestone over rolling logs. A wolf watches you in the distance as you butcher a bison at the foot of a cliff after a run, its pack scavenging the opposite edge. The forests all disappear around you as the stone comes back into focus beneath your hands and knees. And then you too, all three of you, feel this smoke begin to fill the cavern. You're so close, you must find the solution to this wall. It's the table, the elements. Single digits. First, uh, first Miguel vomits. Uh, no more taquitos left inside of him. I'm gonna take a big, massive swig out of the oh uh, canteen that I have. Oh my god, indeed. Oh yeah, my exactly god! My response, Nicole. Holy shit. Ah, fuck! We only have a little time. Place is smoking up. Tequila balances you. It's not going to help you figure out the, the puzzle, but it definitely brings you back to Earth. Fuck. What the hell did you guys see? I was in space. Oh, shit. I in saw space. Caesar. <laughs> I saw the space. moon. Like, being made. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I guess Levante's uh, dreams weren't weren't that far off. Maybe. Or maybe it was drugs. Th- that means that everything was real. So it means that the, the, the things are coming to get us, you know? Maybe. We don't have much time. We gotta figure this door out. We gotta get inside. Fuck. Okay, Ele- I, elements. I, after this I, realization, Arthur grabs a gun and, like, points at the corners. Shit. You're covering the corners. Smoke is beginning to increase its rapidity. It is starting to fill up about the top fifth of the chamber. It's high ceiling. You think you got a few moments here, okay. but it's picking so the, up. Uh, so the letters. So there's nine figures, uh, nine stick figures, nine different buttons with stick figures on them. The words that we see with the capital letters. When I Miguel runs his hands up against them. Do, does it feel like any of them have any give? Can they like be picked up or pushed in or moved at all? The only things that have any give to them, you start pushing the buttons. There's no particular... You're just randomly guessing at the buttons, and they actually do move in. Going back over to the entryway, you see the carved stone. There's nothing that gives at all. You run your fingers through them. It's as if a knife was crudely carved, this statement, this he's watching you and accept salvation into the stone itself, as if to translate the ancient symbols from their original, from their original Mayan. It's, 
that's got to be the solution. It's got to be single digits. The periodic table. What are... I mean, look at the periodic table. What do we got? Go by atomic weights? First ten elements. One, six. I gotta need a bigger one. This one here is too small. Yeah, whips out of his uh, duffel bag. Uh, his uh, periodic table uh, poster. Miguel, I'm an anthropologist, not a chemist. Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. That was what I was quoting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, sadly, uh, so am I. But uh, Dave's a chemist. And so this is frustrating that I have no idea what the fuck you're trying to tell us to do. Ah, uh, what do I do? What do we do? Um, one, 6.949. Uh, Miguel hits the one, and then he hits the four, and then he hits the seven, and then he hits the nine. Nothing happens. Fuck. Uh, Miguel runs his hands and just starts smacking all of them randomly as fast as he can. Bash, bash, bash. <laughs> all of a sudden, um, a xylophone just starts playing in the background. Uh, all right, so I'm going to give you a hint. If you look at the periodic table and you use only the elements from the first row, the single digits, not the first row, damn it, uh, just the single digit elements, so like hydrogen, helium, all the way up to fluorine. Fluorine? Thank you. So if you go through the phrase except salvation and you look at the capitalization, all right, so except salvation, only oxygen and nitrogen are in the first row. He's watching you. Helium, uh, six. That's a hint. I mean, you got carbon. You got carbon. That's, a, that's a hint. Yeah, yeah what? you got helium, no, carbon, no, no, hydrogen. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hang you got on. It, you got it. What's going on here? Hang on. Oxygen. Wait, wait, I lost my resources here. Carbon. All right. Phosphorus, all right. So, so a a is like not in there at all. Right. So yeah. we're gonna write down C. C is carbon. That's C the is six. six. Yep. Um, P is fifteen. Phosphorus. We don't care about that. No. S so, is sulfur. That's don't care about that. A, a whatever. Exist. V is some fucking no whatever. A doesn't matter. No, I would be again. It isn't one by itself. T is tungsten. No, nope. maybe it's TU. O you is oxygen, so that's C O N is matters. So it's six, con C O N H. A C is carbon again, and then that's it. Yeah, wait, and then yeah, C is car. Well, C H C O N H C H, right? Am I missing one? C-O-N-H-C-H-O. Oh, at the end. Yeah, in the U. All right. So if we give them all numbers, what do we got? We've got two. Two, eight. Hey, where, are you, where are you starting with two? The first one is C. It's six. Carbon. Sorry. That's what I said. I said six. Fuck you. He slaps. <laughs> six, eight, one, six, one, eight. If the elements are C-O-H-C-H-O. That being the C, C from except, yeah. uh, the O from one, salvation, six, one, the H from yeah. he, um, an, another H from watching, and the O from you. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Quickly. So my girl slaps uh, six, eight, seven, one, six, one, eight. So close. You're right there. You almost have the solution within your grasp. It's as if you have it backwards. And as you're about to re-enter and uh, try and address it the opposite direction, emerging from the corners, coming out of the corners, 
The long, arcing angles of a floor where the wall meets the ceiling. The smoke continues to pour, and from the smoke, long, jagged teeth, eyes that burn sickly yellow, begin to emerge. One, two, two pairs, three pairs of eyes, as these large beasts, the hounds of Tinnados, emerge from the angles of time and start stalking towards the scented humans that Shit. dare travel through their domain. Fuck you, Chupacabra! Miguel uh, uh, pushes pushes his comrades behind him. Quick, try it the other way around. And Miguel takes the uh, in case of emergency danger exclamation mark shotgun. I shell. already fired at them. Uh, <laughs> okay. fire? Let's get into initiative order. Where's my stat block? Yeah, buddy. Would you all please tell in me case I, hmm? In case I am allowed to fire, that was a failed shot. All right, all right. Let's get into the shit over here. Pushing you. Hey, yeah. you Everybody, tell me their dexterity, please. Oh, these guys are slow as hell. 50. 50 nice. for Miguel. 50 for Miguel. Right. 70. Arthur. Arthur's got 70. You're going to be above that. 51. Oh, 51. All right. So, uh, Arthur, you're going to be going first. You go ahead and shoot off. You miss. That's going to yeah. bring us to uh, Art. What are you doing? You mean Ant. Thank you, Ant. Anthony. The two of you should be ashamed of having names so close together. <laughs> do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do, uh, do I have that shotgun on me? I believe, yes, you have a shotgun. All right, we're going we're gonna to load up that shotgun and, and take a shot. Pew to pew pew with the shadow shout. And I got to roll for that, yeah? Roll a D100 if it's under your pew to pew shots. You succeed. Um, where is it? Firearms? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a 35 under 60. All right, so go ahead and roll damage. Do you have that damage handy, um, Miguel? Uh, do I? No. <laughs> but for what, your crazy danger shotgun? Or for something else? Just uh, just a standard shotgun. I'm going to go ahead and look up... Shotgun's going to be 2d6. Thank you. So go ahead and roll 2d6 for damage. That is a 6 and a 6. Holy shit. All right. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and guess you just shoot the closest hound. I just dropped my pen. Oh, oh I'll never get it again. It's gone. That's Not it. Bro. Shut it down. Sad. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so I am getting the module back up. Okay. These guys have, wow, a sort of unnatural glass-plated hide. You shoot into these things, and they are armored. So we're going to say two hounds. Jesus, these guys are buff as fuck. One of the other hounds disappears back into the corner. And and he's going to go ahead and take that damage right there. All right, yeah, that's that's perfect. We'll just take a little bit of damage right there. Wonderful. All right. Yeah, so he snarls as he catches a fistful of buckshot, and that's going to bring us to Miguel's turn. Uh, Miguel had in his mind this grand heroic gesture of throwing his compatriots back and, and sacrificing himself so they could get through. But before he could uh, begin any of that, they had already fired their guns are much, much younger, much more limber uh, gentlemen. So uh, seeing that they are well ahead of him, he uh, turns around and inspiration strikes him almost like he heard it 
the voice of God itself come down and say something like, put it in the other way around. <laughs> and so he uh, he thinks, fuck, maybe backwards. And he goes ahead and throws in the buttons 8161786 into the, uh, into the wall behind him. It doesn't immediately open, because I'll explain the puzzle, puzzle at the end, but you do get the sequence of numbers eventually correct. And as you push in 87... The giant stone wall begins to recede, arcing out to the side and revealing. Shit, we just gotta hold them off, boys. A chamber beyond. You see, radiating out, filling the chamber with a wondrous blue light. It bathes you in its serenity, emitted from the center of a crystal sphere. On a pedestal, you see this thing. It's it's magical. It's wonderful, and it fills you with hope. There is a narrow bridge that arcs out from your chamber over this pedestal, and you can take it. You can seize it up. Ah, boys, I suggest we get on that pedestal. Pronto. Andale, andale. And with that, it's going to be the hound's turn. Let me get back to the step block of the hounds that are going to eat you up. Nom, 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 nom. I don't like that sounds. The hands exist in the angles of time, so you're going to see them. They don't run up to you. They somehow warp slowly, but all of a sudden they're on top of you. Arthur, Anthony. They're going to go ahead and give you a little nom-nom. They're going to give you a kiss and you give smooches. <laughs> Get my D100. First one's going to be a 47. And on Damage or to hit? No, 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 God. Damage, I'm eviscerated. Claw or bite, 60%. So you are going to take 1d6 damage. Arthur, you're going to take four points of damage as this thing bites into you. It's going to rip and almost tear off your arm as it bites into your tendon and almost severs your arm. And then Anthony is going to roll a five. So you are going to take three damage as this thing bites into your throat and tries to tear out your jugular. Oh, I need all of you to make sanity rolls as you see these unnatural dogs leaping through time itself to try and eat you alive. Success. Nice. Uh, Success for me as well, amazingly. Oh, success too. All three of you are going to take... Oh, that's lucky. Uh, Yep, yeah, that's... uh, the office here, you're all gonna take one damage. One sanity one. damage. Yeah. Oh, wow. Almost, or just. Each one of you will take one each. One point of damage, and I did not roll uh, the d4, which is uh, supposed to be not just the standard one point of sanity loss. And that's gonna end the hound's turn. It's gonna be back up to you, Arthur. What do you do? As this door, as this giant wall of stone recedes and exposes this magical artifact, a sphere illuminating blue light. So, just to assess the situation, the hound has me pinned against the ground, so I'm immobilized, right? I'll say that he has you by the arm. You can tear away from him. It's going to cause a little bit more damage, but you are not immobilized. Okay. And I also dropped my weapon, probably. Yeah, but, you know... This is a doom situation. You can pull out another weapon. 
So, since this is point-blank range, I want to see if I can hit it with a shotgun. Yes, you can. So, that would be... Hold on, let me regulate this. It's point-blank range, so, range, so I would get 20% extra. Makes sense to me. And... Firearms. Failed. So as you're about to pull the trigger, it jerks and it tries to to shake and tear your arm off and it just angles the barrel of the shotgun just to the side as you pull the trigger. <laughs> Luckily, you don't shoot any of your companions, but the shot goes wide. Arm. Anthony. It's Dr. Rapology to you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you will address me by my full title. <laughs> Uh, my turn? Yeah. Uh, right, I see the hound that I shot last time. Yes. It's right on me. Can I, can I try to take another, like, shotgun blast? With the fucking shotgun! Grant, uh, yes, you may. Grant a 20% bonus to a hit at close, at all ranges. At point blank range, 20% bonus to hit at all ranges. At point blank ranges due to target being so close. And beyond that, due to the spread of projectiles. So, so minus 20% from whatever I rolled? Plus 20. Plus 20. Doesn't that make it worse? So no, plus no, 20 to hit. Oh, um, I gotcha. So I see what you're saying. So yeah, so you would roll and... Um, so I, I rolled you're... a 74. What's your stat? And then my firearms is 60. So instead of 60, it would be 80, because 60 plus 20 is 80, so 70 is below. Okay, so I was was thinking minus from the dice roll, you guys are saying plus to the stat roll. Same difference. That's what Um, I was thinking, too. Cool. Yeah, but that would not be a bonus. That would be, anyway, yeah, you succeed. Go ahead and roll uh, roll your shotgun damage. That is a four and a two. Four and a two. Once again, you see the sparks shatter off this glass hide as you hit it. You're causing damage, but these things are tough. Oh boy. Didn't, didn't we pick up, like, special things earlier? Yeah, your your duffel bag is the duffel bag of things, really. Come up with a good, compelling thing that's in there. It might be in there. I like the duffel bag of convenience. Miguel, your move. It was, uh, what was it? In, like, Conquer, uh, Conquer had the, uh, the context button where, like, wherever you were, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it would just do whatever you needed it to do in that moment. That's essentially what our bag is. <laughs> so yes. Um, so I pushed the buttons and the door started to open. What? What? Can you refresh my memory? What's inside of there? Big old chamber of glowing angelic light coming from a sphere, a perfect magical artifact of globular proportion. Um, Miguel's going to look at how how well everyone else has done fighting these dogs and say. Ah, fuck this! And he's going to attempt to run into the chamber and grab the uh, sphere. You grab the sphere and you immediately feel the power of time itself well through your being. You feel yourself compelled. You know what to do. And you immediately start chasing these dogs back where they came from. They turn and howl in frustration, sending arcs of pain into the air. And as you pursue them, you pass through the forests that are disappearing. You see one group of chimpanzees begin to walk larger circles away from the canopy's safety. 
Huge lizards drop to the ground, roasted alive as the sky burns with billions of shimmering glass meteors. A faint, a family of Quetzalcoatls plays in the shallows of a low tide. Things accelerate. The few mushroom patches shrink into single-cell organisms in the ocean before vanishing entirely. And then you leave our system, pursuing these hounds back further still. You see the curving expanse of the galaxies contract, fitting the entire universe into a single point and plunge into that beyond. The act is done, splitting foul and clean, angles and curves, but still further you push into the corners, the moment beyond time itself, sharp acute points where they scented you. You move slowly through the cutting edges. The familiar curves of your universe seem lost forever. Something surrounds you. The shattered angles of time lean hungry, forever banished. To the forgotten corners of space, they close in all around you. The teeth and the teeth and the claws and the jagged gnashing. Beyond reason, thirsty to tear your supple flesh. And then you feel the warmth. The blue light expands in a carmine yellow out from the artifact in your hand, putting a perfect barrier around you, around the universe from which you come, forever barring the Hounds of Tenedos from your existence. I need you to roll a d6. Okay. Maybe sanity. Be a three. A three? A three. I need to get out of the agent's rule book and back to the module. Uh, conc- yep, there we go. And they will remember me. Hey, that actually makes a lot of sense. All right, so the rest of you, um, Faraday's just gone. Arthur, Anthony, yep, uh, Faraday just Bamps disappears, and all of a sudden, the hounds of Tanados that are ripping each of you apart into tiny, bloody pieces, they vanish. Oh, boy. There's an odd silence as the smoke dissipates, leaking up through the entryway tunnel as you slowly begin to claw your way out, emerging back into the thick jungle and the sweaty, moist atmosphere above. You wait as long as you can wait. You eat your supplies... You eat all the taquitos, reluctantly. You fuckers. Faraday does not come back, and eventually you have to make your way back to civilization. You take a proc plane back over to Mexico City, and from the international airport, you fly your way back, back home, and give your debriefing report to the agents in charge. You pretty sure that you handled the problem, and with any luck, the Hounds of Tinnitus will stay forever barred from our world. Eventually... Time passes, and one day, reading through the newspaper, you see a puff piece, a bit of a story of interest. You notice that there is an article, a deep dive into this wonderful physicist in the early 1920s, July. It shows a black and white photo of a happy family in upstate New York, and you could swear that one of these family members bears an uncanny resemblance to Michael Faraday himself. Think about the sweat on his brow, even in the black and white photo. <laughs> the shimmering sweat. Really, really glossy on that photo. 
Roll and credit scenes. I thank you all very much for playing. Good night. <laughs> oh man, I gotta, I gotta track him down. See if he's actually still alive. Yeah, just gotta go back to the Mississippi in the middle of a dry spell.